I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports, now open with better odds and favorable prices. With Jason and John, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. It is that time of the week. It's time for the Fitz hit. You know what you love him, Jason Fitz from Fitz and Harry joins us every single Monday here on the show. And he joins us. Now, Fitz, we we have a bit of a somber topic to start with, and it has been sort of the story in sports over the weekend. John Morant, after a video, um, you know, I don't know where it was, but there was a gun involved and there were, you know, scantily clad women involved, has stepped away from the team for at least two games um, what do you make of this, you know, and, and what's the right way to frame it when it comes to Ja, the team, the NBA, just, you know, as best you can, you know, how would you sum everything that's going on this weekend up? You know, when I saw the video, genuinely, my first thought was, y'all, because there's a city, there's a franchise, there's sports radio hosts, there's people that have waited years for Memphis to get the platform that it has right now. And you think about how excited everybody, and, and I was with you guys not that long ago when you got the news that Memphis was going to be on Christmas Day, right? And you think about the NBA and what the NBA can do from a marketing standpoint to make sure that certain stars and certain organizations get seen. This is, to put it very simply, a crossroads for Ja, for the team, for the league. And, and I, I say this loudly, I, I know Memphis right now is looking around saying, hey, we can contend for a lot of things, and, and this is a good basketball team. I don't care. Like right now, if you're Memphis, the only thing you're worried about is how do we get our superstar on track so that we don't waste years of his career and his life making bad decisions. And the hard part about this, like I've been around plenty of people in my life in music that woke up one day with a level of fame and fortune that maybe they didn't expect and they didn't know how to handle it. Not everybody knows how to handle the platform that you get. And when you're worth the amount of money that some of the guys get to be worth, it's hard to keep any sense of reality. I've often made the joke, you know, when people in, in inner circles at one point joked years ago that Taylor Swift didn't have a lot of sense of reality. I'm like, well, somebody was bringing her water when she was 14 years old. Of course she doesn't, right? Like reality is easy to lose when you have a ton of wealth, a ton of popularity, and a ton of platforms. So right now it isn't about the two games he's stepping away. The question is, who can the organization get in his ear specifically that's going to help him see the opportunity he has and help him make better decisions. And that's not, that's easier said than done in this situation. Like your inner circle can take your life to, to new heights. It can also take your life to new lows. I've lived both of those. 
So my heart breaks for everybody involved in this. But right now, bigger than basketball, because the M- NBA will throttle any attention that Memphis gives until this gets right. I believe that with, with all my heart. So this is a really difficult situation and a crossroads for the player and the organization. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've said to Fitzy that, and you just touched on it, you know, who, who's, who's best suited to give him that message, right? And, and you, you heard Jalen Rose had a message for him this weekend, said, you know, I was John Moran. I had to, and, and we've looked, you know, we've said too locally, Penny Hardaway is a guy who involved in some stuff early in his career, completely gets his feet out of it, you know, and you realize, you know, what he ended up being worth with his shoe line and everything else. But but it, even in saying all that, and, and maybe there is this, this right person to get through him, isn't it up to you as a 23-year-old to listen Right, because that feels like so much a part of this is if Jaws listening to. It. I mean, how how hard is it to listen when you've been given as much as he has uh, in terms of power, in terms of money, at twenty three years old? Yeah, you can't force anybody to impact change in their own life. They just have to be ready to do it. Yeah. And you know, I've made this comment several times as a Raiders fan. You know, a lot of Raiders fans have plenty to say about Jamarcus Russell and what he did with his life. And my joke has always been, with a little bit of seriousness, well, if you'd have handed me $32 million fully guaranteed at 21 years old, I wouldn't have made good decisions. I'm the first to admit, you know, uh, I'm not going to throw stones here. If you'd given me John John Morant's wealth and platform at his age, I would have blown it too. Uh, But you can't, at, at the end of the day, all you can do is try to get people to see it, listen to it, hear it. you got to figure out who he really respects and who really has his ear. But you're right, personal ownership. I, the, the first year that I was ever on the road in music, I remember I, I, I drank way too much the first year I was on the road. I've always been open about this. And the, the crazy thing is that I got to December and I realized that because I was drinking too much, I just wasn't playing very well. And there's this moment where you realize that, that like I had a personal responsibility to put on the same show in December that I do in February. People are paying the same money for the ticket. And, but I had to come to that realization. Nobody sat down with me and said, hey, you know, you need to drink less and work out more. Like, I had to figure that stuff out for myself. He's going to have to figure that stuff out for himself. And this is hard, too, because his dad's been such a huge part of his life for so long. Does his dad still have his ear to, to stop the behaviors that we're seeing right now? None of us but John know that. So I, they've got to figure out who he respects. Like, who, who sitting down with Ja would be like, yeah, man, I cannot believe I'm sitting down with this guy, and then listen to that guy? Because I, I think it takes that version of a mentor. Look, there's no way to uh, project or predict any of this. You know, like you can't, you can't do that in a, in a draft process. But, and, and, I'm, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm not blaming the Grizzlies here either, but how different would this or could this be, you know, if there were a, a veteran in the locker room? You know, that's one of the things about the Grizzlies. They've they've always been, since Ja got into the league, one of the youngest, if not the youngest team in the NBA. And it sort of has felt like, you know, he's never really had that mainstay veteran. Jay Crowder was here for that first year, and it really felt like it had a, a positive impact on him. But how much do you think the Grizzlies being as young as they are has perhaps contributed to this? It's huge. And, you know, it, it's, it's a decision that organizationally they needed to get ahead of a long time ago. Like one of the things that I think fans roll their eyes at is you hear the phrase like somebody's being overpaid because they need a locker room presence. That's huge. Uh, and and I, the number of guys I've talked to that played professionally in big leagues, whether it's Major League Baseball, NBA, or NFL, they've all talked about how there are certain guys that come into the locker room that immediately grab the attention of everybody and teach you how to be pros, you know, and – 
You've got to have that person. Look back to even in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes talks all the time about how part of the reason he's Patrick Mahomes today is because he had Alex Smith to show him how to prepare, when to eat, what to eat, how to break down film, how to structure his week as a professional. Like those are all things that we don't even think about that not every club handles the right way. And you got to know when you have a young team, even if you have to overpay, even if you're bringing in somebody that isn't contributing the way you need them to on the court, sometimes you need somebody that's contributing an attitude, contributing in professionalism, like, Sometimes you need that guy that's going to look around and say, hey, that's not the way you do business if you want to win championships. And that's why some guys that have a bunch of rings are going to always be paid because they understand culturally what it takes. I think Memphis was behind the eight ball, not taking care of that as an organization. And now you got to ask yourself, is too much toothpaste out of the tube? Like, can somebody come in and really assert that level of dominance in the team and market that we know is run by jaw? Like, that's much more difficult. So, I, I think Memphis mishandled that from the outset in this roster construction. Right now, at least personally, it feels like you know mistakes that he can overcome. Just in terms of you know, like Jalen said, you've got so much to lose. It doesn't feel like he's technically lost anything yet. That said, if you are Nike, Fitzy, or if you are Powerade, you know, obviously Nike stepped forward, said we're you know we support him, we appreciate his accountability. You know, we you. Support his prioritization of his well-being, but what's the line for you, Fitzy? Like, how many more of these, if you were those companies, can you see before you say, you know what, this is this is a road going nowhere for us? Yeah, well, and that's where it comes down to to use the TV phrase Q rating, right? So, what Nike and places like that are going to do is they're going to start to to do surveys of their buying audience to see how their buying audience associates John Morant. So, like, I don't know that necessarily it's, hey, one more incident or two more incidents as much as it's how are you carrying yourself in everything you do? Because what they'll start to do is brand association. And so they'll do these tests. And if if people ask random questions about John Morant, associate him as to use a very – this is a triggering word for a lot of people, but I'm going to use a 90s word used around the NBA, so I apologize for it. But a lot of people used to say thug all the time. And what you saw is thug mentality got – uh, athletes dropped in the in the early 2000s around the NBA because the NBA wanted to clean up their image. And I know that's a triggering thing to say for a lot of people, but what's going to happen is they're going to do, you know, Q ratings on the buying audience in Nike and say, when I say John Morant, you say, and if the answer starts to come in as anything less than clean cut salesman, then they're going to drop it. Right. And so th- this just becomes part of what you have to do. It's better to be invisible than it is to make people see you in a light that you can't get around as a marketing guru. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure that is part of the calculation going on. Right now, we're talking to Jason Fitz. Catch him on Fitz and Harry right here on ESPN Radio. All right, we got the news this morning, man. Derek Carr signing with the Saints. He didn't want to do the Raiders a solid. Didn't want to uh, accept the, you know, the trade destination. But he is ultimately winding up with New Orleans. Uh, what do you make of that fit? How much better are the Saints today with DC at QB? Uh, so here's what's interesting. The fit makes a lot of sense because Dennis Allen – uh, was the coach of the Raiders when the Raiders drafted Derek Carr. He knows Derek Carr incredibly well, and the two know each other and they're comfortable with each other it's indoors, which I'm sure Derek Carr likes a lot. Uh, and, you know, obviously there are weapons on that team. It's it's an okay team. I think they were 7-10 and 10 last year. They're not great. They're not terrible. Does he make them a Super Bowl contender? No. Is it the weakest division in the NFL? Yes. Does he make them capable of winning that division? I think so. So I think he's got a road to the playoffs. But 
you know, Alvin Kamara is going to have to answer a lot of questions about the video footage of him at the uh, at the Pro Bowl from last year in Vegas. There's still, uh, you know, charges awaiting on that. So uh, will Kamara be available for him the whole year? What's that going to look like, I think? And New Orleans is also $20 million over the cap before they sign Derek Carr. So they're going to have to make a bunch of uh, roster adjustments. How good will they be? I think they're a pretty good football team. Am I surprised he didn't wait out to see what happens with the Jets? A little bit. I think that would have given him a better chance to win a bunch of football games. But that being said, I mean, he goes somewhere where he's he's in the NFC. It'll be a total new challenge for him. He can win a bunch of football games, and I think he has a chance to be a playoff quarterback. I just don't think he makes them a Super Bowl team. Is there a play for Tampa or quarterback to go get that keeps you above them? You're right. It's a terrible division. But in terms of Tampa trying to stay ahead of a Saints team with Carr, what do you do there at QB? Yeah, I don't think there's anything to do. And, and, and frankly, this comes down to the really uncomfortable thing for a lot of people to hear. I think there's going to be a bidding war on Jimmy G. And I mean, mm-hmm. right now, if it, depending on what Aaron Rodgers does, your only option is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. And, you know, yep. that's why I think it was Daniel Jeremiah over the weekend that said rumblings were that he was going to be a $35 million contract next year. So uh, I, I, that comes because there are just so many teams that need somebody back there. And Jimmy G is better than Zach Wilson. So uh, I'm I'm really going to be interested to see what happens with that that contract situation because I don't think there's an easy answer. And by the way, uh, the Bucks are in full cap purgatory. I wouldn't be surprised to see Tampa Bay just decide they're going to gut everything. They're going to stink and they'll try next year in a, in a draft that has Caleb Williams and Drake May, two guys that are, are franchise quarterbacks today. We'll see how they play out over the course of the next year. But I wouldn't be surprised to see some teams just realize they don't have a shot at a quarterback and tank. All right, so Bryce Young measured in 5'6", 145 pounds. Does that scare you mm-hmm. uh, at all? Or, <laughs> or I mean, do you think – I mean, look, for me, I mean, I see the guy's ability. I see his ability to improvise, his arm talent. You know, I'm not an NFL GM, and I think the hardest thing – I was telling Jason this last week, like I think the most useless thing in all of sports media today is when anybody tries to pretend like they know whether a quarterback is going to be good or not at the next level. Like, we simply just do not know. With that said, I'm going to ask you, Bryce Young, first pick, you doing it, yes or no? Yeah, uh, without hesitation, I'm picking Bryce Young first. I I, I think C.J. Stroud, like – Here's the thing with Bryce. It's a really easy evaluation. Either you're comfortable with the size or you're not. So if the size is really your thing and you want to knock him off the board, that's that's fine. That's up to you. But for me personally, he took hits from SEC defenses. He, he got absolutely clobbered by that same Georgia defense that's put 732 people in the NFL in the last year. So, you know, he's proven he can take these hits. I, I, I don't have any questions. And, in fact, what's really interesting is I think all four quarterbacks – did did a good job of raising their platform this weekend. Like C.J. Stroud answered the questions on his athleticism with a level of leadership that I, I was stunned by in the way he handled it. I thought it was brilliant. Bryce Young went in and measured in heavier than anyone thought he would, which is good for his, you know, yeah, but Anthony Richardson was an absolute beast as always. And Will Levis went in and did exactly what he said he was going to do. I mean, he, if it weren't for Anthony Richardson's athleticism, we'd be fawning over Will Levis. So I think all four quarterbacks really made a case for themselves. And I still believe we're going to see history, even though I think there's fatal flaws to some of these quarterbacks. I think quarterbacks have a very good chance of going one, two, three, and four in this year's draft. You want one, you're going to have to move up to get one because there's too many teams that need a quarterback. Yeah, well, Anthony Richardson, as you mentioned, the dude ran a 4-4. That's even faster than my partner here. We clocked him at a 4-6 unofficially, which was very impressive for his age. Thank you. That is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, he's he's still he's still keeping it together, man. He's not quite like you with the Orange Theory. I mean, you're burning like 900 calories a workout. It's ridiculous. It's amazing. I mean, this guy's a beast. 
But Anthony Richardson feels like a Raiders pick, doesn't it? I'm bracing myself. I know it's going to happen. This is what we do. Uh, convince me he's not about to be a Raider. I don't think Anthony Richardson is going to make it to seven. I, I, honestly, the, and this is why, you know, if Lamar Jackson, if the Ravens are stupid enough to non-exclusive franchise Lamar like. Jackson, yep. I, would go get the, I would go get Lamar right now because the funny thing is the reports were that the Bears want three first-rounders, a second-rounder, and a third-rounder to move up to one. So it's going to cost you more to move up in the draft than it will to sign Lamar Jackson, right, to trade for Lamar Jackson. So, you know, I, I think it's going to end up costing three first-rounders for anybody that wants to move up into the top four. And by the time you get into that level, it, it's just it's too rich for the blood of a team that's just got too many holes. I, I think the Raiders have, have, you know, quietly said, I, not even quietly, I think Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels have made it very clear that they think that the roster needs an overhaul and that they, they're going to do that with patience. They don't really care about what everybody else wants. They want to do it patiently. And, and also, I don't think that's the wrong approach. I mean, I think you, you get the best player you possibly can without leveraging everything else you need in the draft because the Raiders have too many holes to give up three first-rounders for a quarterback that may or may not pan out. That was this week's edition of Fitz Hits. Join us every single Monday. Catch him on Fitz and Harry, XFL Today, Sports Center on Snapchat. The man puts in the work. He puts in the hours. Thanks, Thank brother. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, boys. Have a great week. Yep. Two Fitz. He is Jason Fitz. Join us every single Monday here on the show. I mean, Richardson's combine performance was was ridiculous. It was freakish. I mean, yeah, he's an athlete. We knew that about yeah, him. Yeah, exactly, though. exactly. But now you got now people are you know intoxicated oh, by the speed and the size, which is what he always had at Florida. It, you know, it's about that you know throwing towards the sidelines ability, right? To mm-hmm. me, that scares me. Um, but I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if it does go one, two, three, four. I mean, it is the most important position in football. So if you feel like there's a franchise guy potentially, you should go get him. So Come see works. us. Come see the Bears. All you have to do is give us a first, a second, a third, two firsts, th- oh, three firsts. Oh, the hall will be great. Your, uh, your unborn grandchildren. Whoever what you, else? Come get your guy. For a 165-pounder? That's a lot, man. It's a lot. You guys are asking. You guys are greedy. I, I, mm-hmm. And Poles is like, he is defiant about it. He's like, I'm trading this pick. Basically, mm-hmm. he's like, because I know I'll get a, I'll get, I'll get, a, I'll get a one in twenty four, and I might get a one in twenty five. Highest bidder, baby. I so, like what he's doing. Yeah, should be interesting. Vicky Finch is going to join us at one twenty five. We need some positivity. And at halftime uh, of the game yesterday, I, as as we mentioned, I was there. They they did honor the seventy two seventy three team, and it was really touching. It was really emotional. And and of course, Vicky and and the Finch family was there. So we're going to talk to her about that and, and just being around the families and the and, and former managers and coaches, just getting a sense of, of what that day felt like. Uh, always good to catch up with Vicky. so she'll join us at 125. Stick around. Jason and John, 90 Turn FM, ESPN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.